0: Welcome to POP, the sermon podcast for Peace Lutheran Church in Gehanna, with Pastors Doug Warburton and Tony Katko. It's really good to be with you all today. I am so blessed to be, as we said, a member here at Peace. I know that Michelle and I have been members here for just a year, I think, at this point, but we just relish the opportunity to be People that worship with y'all, that celebrate communion with y'all, that are community with one another. Uh, Pastors don't often get that opportunity, deacons, church musicians, to be members of a community. So it really is grace for us to not just be church members somewhere, but to be church members here. So thanks for being our family of faith. Today, I want to focus on a scripture that comes from Genesis. And if you heard, we're starting a new series here at Peace called Finding God in the Ugly. Uh, Pastor Doug introduced this on social media. I've got to ask some questions about what it means that you've invited me to start that, but there's uh, not going to be take that personally. It's fine. But as we start that, I want us to focus on what is it that God first says about us? What is it that God first says about us as God's people? And I want to do that by focusing on these few verses from Genesis. Now, God said, let us make humans in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle and all of the wild animals on the earth, even all the creeping things that creep along the ground. So God made humans in his image. In the image of God, they were created. Male and female, God created them. Now God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I've given you every green plant that yields seed upon the face of the earth, and every tree with seed, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and the birds of the air, and everything that creeps on the earth, that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that everything he had made was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. This is how the heavens and the earth were finished in all their multitude. On that sixth day, God finished the work he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all the work he had done. So God blessed this seventh day and hallowed it because on this day, God rested from all the work that had been done in creation. One of the joys about being 40, like six, maybe 47 days into a new call as the executive director for our outdoor ministry network here in Ohio, is that we are so close to creation, that we get to connect to the earth in a way that is similar. Maybe just a touch of what we hear about in these first verses of Genesis. I happen to now be responsible for 420 acres just north of Columbus at a place called Luther Memorial Camp or Hopewood Pines. Do you have any LMC alums here today? Yeah, a couple. Very good. I grew up going to Camp Moana, a former property in our organization. Any Moana alums here? Yes. Good. Good. And then I did confirmation camp up at Camp Luther, 60 acres on Lake Erie. Any Luther families here? We got some. All right. Very good. So, these are some of the places and spaces that we have cared for. And if you're a Moana alum, like I know Pastor Doug is, one of the things that I love about how we handled the difficult reality of being church in this era when we don't have as many people going to camp is that we partnered with Richland County to make sure that stayed a natural area in perpetuity. It's now a land trust. So, we can still go there, we can still go visit, we can still go to Fleming Falls and be a part of that community. That's one of the wonderful things about this work is that we are stewarding God's gifts in the midst of the beauty of creation. And if it starts to rain, it's not gonna, Never mind, it's not gonna start to rain. But I really do have to admit, when, when I heard that Pastor Doug and Pastor Tony invited me to preach on this day when we are launching a series called Finding God in the Ugly, I wondered, uh, were you trying to say something about me? Like, finding God in the ugly. Yes, even this guy, right? Now, I know that wasn't their intent. We don't, we don't body shame here at Peace Lutheran Church. And besides, we all know Pastor Doug would love to have my hair, right? So, I, I digress. Excuse me. That's the best thing I've ever heard. So, and I'm sure it's a bit of a weird scripture to lead this off, right? There's nothing truly ugly in this scripture. We see the wonder that God created us. That God created us and gave us a divine image, that God gave us responsibility to care. That God invited us to rest, that God looked at us and said, "You are very good." There's no ugliness in that. That's the joy, I think of being in this kind of ministry that I'm in, but also of being in a place like this, that we have an opportunity, whether it's through the peace pig out in a couple of weeks, whether it's through the different kinds of work that we do with bed brigades or other kinds of things that are constantly connected to telling people, you are good. God has said, you are good, that you are loved, that you are valuable, that you have a place here. Just as you are. To paraphrase a few verses from later in Genesis, I think the wonder of this work, whether it's at camps or in our congregations, is that we get to invite people to walk with God in the garden in the cool of the day. Long before the ugliness entered the world, God walked with people in the cool of the day in the garden. So whether it's the garden that is here or the garden that we have up north, we can invite people and tell them you are good and there is beauty all around you. But of course, we all know that's a needed ministry because of how ugly some parts of the world really are. Anyone know what the Pacific gyre is? Just ring a bell to you. So there is a garbage patch, an island of garbage in the Pacific Ocean that's twice the size of Texas. There's pollution from cars and factories and wildfires. How many of y'all have seen smog from Canadian wildfires even, again, just in the last few weeks? Animals and plants alike suffer from factory farming techniques. There's lasting impacts from things like Cancer and nuclear meltdowns and mass extinctions. And Doug and Tony are asking, why did we invite this guy to preach? It's so depressing. How do we find God in the midst of all that ugliness? How do we find God in the midst of all this ugliness? And before I can answer that question, I start to get a little bit of anxiety in my own life. Sidebar, I love that this piece, Family Conversations, coming up around the realities of anxiety. That's such a great gift and needed for Christians in particular to confront those things from a faith-based but also affirming care kind of perspective. I take manufactured serotonin every day of my life and it is a great, great thing. But I digress. The reality of that anxiety for me comes in, in looking at all of those ugly things that I mentioned and how we how we humanity have contributed to those things, how our action or inaction, our care or our carelessness has made these things worse, our use of too many resources or our misuse of resources. Sometimes we see that we are forced to live with the ugly impacts of our own action. Maybe that's just me. It's not y'all. It's just me, I think. And sometimes we are forced to live with the ugly impacts of someone else's decisions that we were never a part of. Now, to be clear, I am not denying the positives in human development, right? I want to say that there are technological advances that have made my life just incredibly full. I don't think there is anything more satisfying for me than a good book, a spicy bourbon, and a hot tub, right? Like, those are wonderful things for me. And the mass production of those things also has its impacts that I have to wrestle with, that I have to wonder about. The real challenge, I think, is we go too quickly from thinking about responsibility to shame. Does anyone here like feeling shame? Good, two services in a row and I don't have to call anyone a liar. This is very nice. Shame is such a profoundly dangerous experience. Because it takes the good of responsibility of admitting that, you know what, I do have a role in this. And I have a role that I can play to fix it to all of a sudden saying, oh, I have lost my value because I've contributed to something ugly, that I've lost my worth because I've contributed to something ugly, that I have lost my belovedness because I've contributed to something ugly. Dear friends, those are lies from the devil and nothing less. We do not lose our belovedness when we fall short. We do not lose God's favor because we fail. Because, as Genesis reminds us, it's before we ever do an ounce of work that God looks at us and says, you are very good. Think about that reading again, what happens? God creates humanity, God tells humanity what life is gonna be like, God says, you're very good, and then what happens? The Sabbath. Rest. Before humanity does a single thing, God invites them to rest in the truth that they are good. What if we lived that? What if we embraced I think maybe one of the challenges for us, why it's so hard to find God in the ugly, is because we don't embrace the rest that God offers to us to remind ourselves that we are good. In the introduction of the sermon series this week, Pastor Doug made mention of the fact that we have a propensity, that we have an experience of finding God in those ugly places, even though we don't expect it. We wonder what that's all about. From my perspective, I think it's because when we encounter those ugliest of situations in life, they do what Sabbath is already supposed to do, which is stop us in our tracks. It makes us stop and reflect on what is it that God has really had to say? What is it that God is really up to? And I think we know this as Christians most poignantly because... That's what we find God doing on the cross. On the cross, in the most significant ugliness that God ever experienced, God still declares goodness. Jesus looks down to Peter and Mary and creates a new family. Jesus looks to criminals and offers forgiveness. Jesus outstretches arms and invites us all into the reign of God in the ugliest of places. Ugliness forces us to stop and to do what God has invited us to do at first, which is rest in the promise of goodness. Here's the thing that I think is Maybe most poignant about this for us in the coming weeks, Pastor Doug and Pastor Tony are going to teach us more about finding God in the ugly. And I want to be very clear: I'm not your pastor, so you should listen to them when they contradict me. All right? That is, I am not in charge here. It's you know, we all know Pat's really in charge here, but that's a whole other story. But the thing that I think is important to start this series off with, the thing that I think is most essential for us is to hold on to the promise of goodness before the ugliness ever happens. To remember that you aren't good or bad because of your actions, because God declared your goodness before you ever acted. You are not good or bad because of your actions because God declared your goodness before you ever acted. In the midst of all of this ugliness, in the midst of Jesus finding us on the cross, that truth remains. Finding God in the ugly begins with God finding us before the ugliness finds us. Finding God in the ugly begins with God finding us first. So here's what I would leave you with. Two thoughts. First, God finds you before the ugliness so that when all that happens, you know what God looks like. So you know what to look for and where you can find God in even the most difficult of times or places. And the second thing I have to leave you with is this take time away. Yes this is an invitation to come to camp take time away but step back in to the garden walk with God in the cool of the day whether it's with a council retreat or a small group meeting or a church wide event whether it's through taking your family out just to catch a sunset in a state park or just having your own tomato from your garden and remembering that God gave this to you to eat because guess what? You are very good. Take that time to rest because God invited you into it. Your friends, you are good. Not because I said so. Not because we want you to feel good about yourselves. But because God said so so that when the ugly comes, you remember that ugly doesn't take away your belovedness. Let's pray. God, we know that in the midst of all the ugly of the world that you have not abandoned us. But it's hard to feel that sometimes, so we ask that you would send your spirit in us to remind us of our belovedness, to remind us that you call us good, to speak your abundant life into these people of Peace Lutheran Church so that we can speak that truth into Hannah, Columbus, to the very ends of the earth. We pray this all in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.